0: You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of No Other
1: Pod.
2: What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along
0: with my good friend back from the ocean, Mr. Daniel Kuzer. What's going on, my friend? I'm back, dude. I'm back. I, I listened to you guys. You held it down. Uh, you two are, both of you are too similar. That's two, th- Yes. Have you, Did you notice this? Oh, yes. I, I was listening and I was like, great info, great podcast. They're the same fucking person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but really good. I mean, you guys are great. Uh, I, I You know, you only mentioned me like five times. I was going for seven, but you only did like right. five. Uh, it's all it's all right. it's all good. Forgiven. It is funny because after after we recorded the couple episodes, I don't remember if it was after the
2: first one or the second one, but after one of them, Chris texts me. He goes, "You and Dan are the exact opposites to record with." And yeah. I was like, "Yeah, different styles." But that's why I yeah. think it works so well to have you be the the guy with with both of us because it, it's a good
0: it's a good yin to the yang. Well, it's like relationships in, in general, whether it's romantic or or friendly. It's like no one wants to hang out or uh, with someone that's like them right you know <laughs> well and i felt bad because i realized that like i'm
2: sure it's the same way with you and chris on currently you and i have worked out like little things that are like unspoken that we don't need to even talk about anymore because we just know that like that's how it goes and sure. i realized partway through like at the end of currently we get to the end and i threw it to chris because i was like technically it's his podcast
0: he did not talk about that whatsoever and i felt bad because i put him in a bad spot uh-uh. i wondered i was like <laughs> I was like, Jimmy's just doing his Jimmy thing and leading this. Well, we, we
2: did talk like, about that. He was like, because oh. Chris was Chris and he, he you know, sent the whole rundown and it was perfect. And he was like, would you rather me ask you the questions or or do you want to have ask me the questions since, you know, he's the one who knows a little bit more about the current. And I was like, I want you to give as much good info to the people as you can. So however we do that is fine with me.
0: So it was cool, man. It, it was, uh, uh, you know, Wi-Fi wasn't good enough to like download a freaking episode to my phone. Yet it was yeah. good enough for me to like stream episodes of television. For God's sakes, it was. What'd you watch. watch? Oh, just random shit. I'm what dude. I'm you know me. I'm a television addict. So I'm. <laughs> what am I not watching? Right? It's a yeah. lot. Yeah. But so. uh, first cruise in the books, man. Feel felt good to get away. Uh, yeah. I took took Monday off work as well. So I'm getting the Monday scaries with having to go back to the office tomorrow. And yeah, it is what it is. You wearing the hat to the office? I should wear the hat for the <laughs> office. Listen, it, uh, you guys had some great freaking weather here. I yeah. left and my wife, Marissa, was getting pretty tired of me bitching about the weather. I'll tell you that. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I just run warm and it's so much more hot for me. We yeah. were playing ping pong on the beach and I look like I just ran a marathon. <laughs> I wasn't tired, but I was so sweaty, bro for those of our
2: uh, our listeners who are not watching on YouTube but you should KCSN soccer on YouTube uh
0: what would you call the hat that you're wearing was well, it was just a fedora right it is a fedora but is it like a, it's a got it from the uh the Baham- bahamian straw market you know yeah. guy told me guy told me I look good in it and I was like oh you sir we are either gonna <laughs> we're either going out for drinks or I'm buying that hat <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah it's a, it's a it's a very festive beachy looking straw fedora
0: you got some uh you got some frillies up here there's like some cloth on it it's uh it's beachy for sure man i assume you'll be wearing it to the game on wednesday night why shouldn't i (laughs) why shouldn't this become my identity this is just the new Dan. i go on a coos cruise and i come back a different man A (laughs) coos (laughs) cruise uh coos cruise some coming soon (laughs) to a port near you have you ever been on a cruise I have not. No. It's interesting. Right. It's uh, it they are. I don't know. In the COVID time, it just sounded like, oh, God, get no cruises. Right. You know, terrible. Everybody gets but, it. Uh, it's it's it was interesting. I'm glad I did it. You know, I saw something new. I've never been out of the country like that. Yeah. So uh, it was cool to go to the Bahamas and do something different. Hang out on the beach. Did you uh go to what's it called? Atlantis, the water park? No, we saw it. We uh well what sucks is both of our shore excursions were canceled, so we booked new ones. Uh uh we were going on this like James Bond sightseeing tour to like oh, see where cool. certain parts of Thunderball and Casino Royale were filmed. Yeah. Um but that was canceled for some reason cuz they had to flip days cuz the freaking hurricane was coming that way. Oh, that's true. you were out there right? going straight toward Hurricane Lee. Yeah, and it was fine. It all was good. They just had to shift some days around, so our yeah. day at sea was different, and everything bumped up a day. But uh, that being said, then our uh, we we booked a bus tour in the Bahamas, so we did see that Atlantis thing. And yeah, it was fine. The bus tour guy was like, uh, "There's another Canadian bank." I was like, "What are we? What we touring <laughs> this for? This is it's, it's ridiculous." But then our snorkeling got canceled on the uh-huh. private island because uh-huh. the current was too strong, the riptide. Yeah. So we went and bought tickets to their freaking water park on the island. Yeah, and rode some of the scariest shit I've ever ridden <laughs> in my life, dude. Have you ridden? Do you get into water slides at all if they're available somewhere? I'm not a big water park guy.
2: The last water okay. park I've been to was what, Oceans of Fun? I went to like right after I moved to Kansas City, and I and the scariest water slide I think I've done is the one that's there where you get in the tube
0: and they don't tell you when the floor is going to drop out beneath you, and then you just shoot down. I did that. I, we, they had this at the water park. Yeah. That was my favorite. It was pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, but they had a super tall one that kind of coiled around this. Oof. Buddy, for one, you had to be in good health to get to the top of that tower. Yeah, It was crazy jaunt. But <laughs> as you're coiling around, I swear to God, the Gs were insane. As you're going around these turns, I was like, I'm dying. You'd black it, out in the water it, slide. It like, yeah, dude. Like my my heels... We're kind of like getting skidded up by the slide. You know, I'm like, I don't think this yeah. thing has enough water. Why am I, why, why is it burning my skin? I did.
2: So water slides do scare me because at least with a roller coaster, I'm like, I'm strapped in. So I'm not going to fly sure. off. Ro- this was a tube thing at well, least. That almost scares me more. And we are going to talk about sporting here in a second. But what I do say, I saw a, a TikTok. It was a, an enclosed tube water slide that went down and it, and you were supposed to go up a little hill again before you you go down. This dude goes up the hill, doesn't have the momentum, gets stuck, slides back down and is stuck in the bottom, like the the, the bottom of the U of the water slide, totally enclosed. And like, yeah. my, I'm not claustrophobic. I started feeling claustrophobic just watching that video. So I'm like, this dude is stuck, enclosed. But then there's an employee who just opens a side door because apparently this happens all the time where people just get stuck <laughs>
0: and they just open up the side of the tube. And they're like, come on out. I saw this. This was in like some foreign country though. Yeah, but still. Well, I guess is where I was in a foreign country, but I'm just this is a private island. I I felt very safe on these things. Uh you know, they they had different raft slides and stuff like that. But by far my favorite thing to do might have been shooting baskets mm -hmm. or playing ping pong on a freaking beach. Like that was fun. Nice and relaxed. Not a care in the world. Ninety five degrees though. So not great.
2: Uh, well, while
0: you were gone, Sporting did do
2: some good things.
0: Yeah, uh, but they also did a shitty thing that I didn't even get to come on here. I didn't even get to come talk about my experience.
2: That's true. Is there anything you do want to mention about your experience in uh, a Messi-less Miami when you were at that game?
0: Well, I wonder. I would have loved to have taken a poll to see how many people in Messy jerseys knew that he wasn't going to be there. Yeah. Like, how much of a fan are you, right? Because there's levels to this thing. You're either like, ah, sh- okay, I'm a Miami fan, Messi's not there, whatever, I'm a Miami fan. Right. Or there's Messi fans that just didn't freaking go. And there were right. some empty seats there, which is laughable to me, yeah. that one player sells your tickets. Right. And then uh, uh, people, Instagram models, kept coming down to the field, like <laughs> taking, <laughs> taking their pictures, and their friend was taking these candid shots. And I was like, is that, is that how you have a photo shoot? So Marissa um, and I did one yeah. of our own. <laughs> you got to follow uh,
2: influencers in the wild. It's a hilarious account where it's just people taking videos of influencers just pretending like they're oh being God. natural.
0: Well, their their food and their merch are all in like big, uh, what am I trying to think? Like uh, storage containers. Oh, uh, like um, shipping container kind of deal. Shipping containers. You know, like that, that damn uh, food court place over in North KC. You ever been over there? Iron the, District. The, Iron District. There it is. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of like that. um uh, their merch is cool, man. you you gotta give it up for like their color scheme and shit. yeah, the pink uh, and the black it's it's yeah, a lot of their merch is real cool. as far as the game goes, well, we kind of had them. We kind of had them, right? and it's it just pissed I was pissed. It sucked to go home like that, yeah, well, you didn't go home. you went on a cruise right, so. yeah, we did we <laughs> <you> forgot everything. <laughs> Our hotel was like a thirty minute walk, so it was like, I don't know, here's a sad walk. 30 well, minutes back, right? The stadium doesn't look great on TV. No. Feels... Uh, but their firework budget is through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> their pyro and stuff, I was like, I'm very entertained. This yeah, is badass. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: so you go to that game. We don't get the result. Chris and I talked about it. It wasn't great. You're on the cruise. While you're out to sea, I believe you were still out to sea, it was when
0: they announced the contract extension for one Mr. Alan Polito. Right, right. Which we kind of knew that was coming. We had, uh, you we know, heard rumblings. The dude's been hinting at it with every goal he scores, yes. grabbing his crest, pointing down at the field yes. like, "I'm here. I'm yes. not leaving."
2: There were a lot. There was a lot of speculation about. Yes, yeah, seeing that goal celebration, being like, "Oh, what, what does that mean?" And because I first started noticing it around the time that the rumors of his talks with Chivas kind of broke off. He maybe has done it before. I think some people have hmm. pointed out he's done it, but it it, it felt more pronounced. At least, sure. you know, it could be one of those things. Like once you buy a car, suddenly everybody has that kind of car because you're attuned to it. But it felt to me more pronounced every time he scored. Like it was more meaningful. And then Sporting announced um, last week on Thursday that Sporting signed Alan pleito to a new designated player contract through 2026. So that's three more seasons beyond this one. That he's going to still be here. So, um, he's the face, dude. He's the face of this club. Yeah. I mean, by the time he's done with his time in sporting Kansas City, he will have been here for a good seven years. Um, going to be here for World Cup games and he will be 35 years old at the end of the, uh, the contract goalie. So it's, you know, this is, um, this is not a, small investment he's a he's going to be a designated player the rumors we haven't officially gotten any sort of confirmation about his salary we won't probably until the new contract kicks in and they release salary numbers but i've seen as much as a doubling or slightly more of his annual salary so it
0: has to be significant right uh i can't remember did did you did you watch the whole 40-minute press conference i didn't get to watch the whole thing no but i've seen parts of it it's it's probably way more trimmed than that if you kind of skim through the the Spanish-speaking parts, which you have no idea what they're what they're asking and responding. Right. Uh, I can't remember. I want to say Sperry asks about numbers, Mm. about what he's like, what he's making. And (laughs) Peter was just like, "I'm not going to get into that." Like, yeah, we'll we'll find out next year when the Players Association releases the salary numbers. Yeah, hundred percent, it's coming. You know, I get it though. Yeah, you asked, you had to ask, you had to try. Uh, Peter's also. Kind of clapping at Sperry. I'm sure you saw. Yes. After the uh, after the win against Minnesota,
2: <laughs> Peter and uh, and Sperry I think have a funny relationship because Peter knows Sperry. You know, puts in a good faith effort to ask questions, and he's not trying to you know get a gotcha moment. But sometimes Peter snaps back a little bit. So yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, but this, I mean, I've seen a couple of sporting fans question. Whether this type of contract makes sense given Polito's age, um, I have my thoughts. But but, what's your when, when you first heard the news that he's staying here officially, which we knew was kind of expected? Um, what was your thoughts, and, and do you have concerns about his age at this point?
0: Well, see, now nah, you got to do the thing. You got to let it. You got to let the newness wear off, and then actually go break it down to see if it's smart. Because when it's initially announced, you're like, this feels great, right? This. this this is awesome. And then it's like, Oh wait, we actually got to talk smart about it. Okay. (laughs) Uh, That's interesting. So, I mean, if you're, if you're breaking it down, I do worry about injuries Mm -hmm. because he's gotten them. You know, he's got some nagging ones. Peter always likes to say, uh, uh, they, they released, they, they took how much fluid out of his knee every week or whatever. It's, it's 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 not great. 50 CCs or something. A lot of CCs. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, but I, I for one am happy I this dude is the face that runs the place it's gonna be uh overall a positive thing
2: for sure I mean I think it's it's pretty clear that Alan polito is the best player on sporting Kansas City he's probably the best player that sporting Kansas City has ever had in a sporting jersey if you look at um, sporting's goal scoring since he's come back it's it's night and day he is not just your prototypical. Standard striker who just sits up there and tries to poach for goals. He drops back yeah. to the midfield. He's all over the place. I saw one person, and, and Sperry kind of put him on blast, where I was like questioning Polito's work rate. And I was like, sir, have you ever watched Alan Polito in a game? There, I don't think there's a striker in MLS that covers more ground than Alan Polito.
0: Listen, that goal he scored in Miami was class. act. Like, that was splitting up the two as defenders as well. and just, yeah, made him look silly. So he just ran through. They were coming. They kind of bonked off each other almost, and he just took it and curled it around the goalkeeper. Uh, By the way, I don't know if you know this. We didn't have – we didn't secure tickets with the traveling fans. We had purchased tickets, so we had our own seats. Mm. Um, We purchased them before the messy upcharge and all that stuff, so luckily. But so let's just say when we scored two goals in that game, (laughs) we didn't stay quiet, dude. Me and Marissa jumped up in a sea of pink and black and we didn't give a shit. It was so fun. Uh
2: that's yeah, that's, it's always fun when you're able to sell it, it would have been more fun if you could jump up and celebrate a victory. But exactly um I'm not concerned about Polito and and his work rate. Uh, I'm not overly concerned about his age. I mean yeah by the time you have a thirty five year old striker, he's not gonna be what he is now. Uh but he's too good of a player right now and I mean, functionally, he missed an entire year in 2022 and almost another full year between 2020 and 2021. So he's got less miles on his legs, if you will, than a typical 32-year-old. Obviously, there's the injury history there that can be a little concerning. But Peter said his knee is really better than it was back in 2020 when he initially injured it with the Mexican national team. And sports medicine is so good these days that sometimes if you get a surgery, your knee, your elbow, whatever it is, can be stronger than it was just naturally before because of the crazy technology that they have. So I'm not concerned too much about the injury history. I think he's too good and too important of a piece for Sporting to move on from now. Think of how long it took us after we moved on from Dwyer to then get Polito. I don't think Sporting, and I don't think Peter Vermees, who arguably is coaching for his job over the next year or so is in any sort of position to reset and go on the hunt for another striker when you have a guy here who you know can do it.
0: Yeah, man. And we've 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 been getting points here towards the end of the season and mm-hmm. it just sucks that we dug such a hole at the beginning of the year. You know, it, it's... I don't know. Yes. It's meaningful games now and it's uh, fun again a little bit.
2: I saw a stat. This was um, before... The Minnesota game, so it might actually be different now in Sporting's favor, but um, at least before the Minnesota game happened, since the first 10 games where Sporting went winless, obviously, um, after that, Sporting have the same amount of points in the ensuing time span that St. Louis City has, and St. Louis City's in first place in the West, so Sporting has been one of the better teams, uh, certainly in the Western Conference, over that time, uh, partially because St. Louis has kind of fallen off, too. But St. Louis drew against Houston when Sporting won in Minnesota. So, Sporting may actually have more points now since then, since uh, St. Louis. But it just goes to show that since those first 10 games, Sporting have actually been a pretty decent team. And, you know, there's a chance here at the end of the season, as much as we didn't think there would be, for them
0: to fight their way into a playoff position. So, Dude, and and one last thing on Alan Polito. The dude is up there in the golden boot conversation. Mm-hmm. That is weird. Like <laughs> yep. when I first saw those numbers, I was like, "Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like that doesn't make sense." No, yeah. it's very wild.
2: Cool. So you know, I'm uh, I'm excited to see uh, what happens over these last few games and and where Polito's career goes over the next three years. But before we get into the Minnesota game, let's take a quick break. Uh, then we'll come back and talk about the victory.
1: We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network.
3: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data, you need indeed.
0: You know, does this hat make me look like I have an uh, amusement park that has real dinosaurs? <laughs> Welcome to Jurassic park. Yeah, a little bit. We have a T-Rex.
2: <laughs> I didn't put that together until you said it, and now that's all I can see. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so let's talk about this game against Minnesota. You had texted me before the game, and you were like, if we lose, we're done, right? Like, it's it's over. Right.
0: And you and, caught on to that. Like, I didn't mean, like, mathematically. I meant, like, it's safe to make a good prediction. Functionally, here, right? like, it's not happening. Yeah, and, winning and, out of your sales, that kind of
2: thing. Yeah, because at that point, you know, we'd be, like, five, six points below the line or whatever it was with five games left, two games more played than some of the other teams. So, like, yeah, functionally, it'd be real tough. You at least needed a draw. A win was going to be much better, especially after you couldn't go and get the win in Miami, which you probably yeah. needed to do uh, with Gosh, a, a missing in Miami. It. So this this was pretty tough, um, knowing that Minnesota's a decent team. We do play Minnesota again on decision day. Um, and, I mean, in terms of lineups, we know what the lineups are really going to be, except for maybe one or two spots at this point. It's kind of just really a question of, okay, who's who's going to be the combination of the midfielders that play because we have you know four or five uh, starting caliber midfielders um, that can rotate all throughout there. And then really at left back, is it going to be Indembe or is it going to be Libelled when Leibold's healthy? So th- those are really the only questions. The rest of it, it's pretty set. We know what it's going to be. Uh, Minnesota, they have a, a couple of very good players. Obviously, Reynoso came back after having all sorts of issues to start the year being away from the team. And then Timu Puki has been a very good striker for them. So this is a a, a good uh, Minnesota team. And outside of you know a chance that Johnny Russell had in the eleventh minute, where he kind of fired one over the bar that he probably wants back if he's holding himself to Johnny standards. Minnesota largely seemed the more dominant side throughout much of this game. Is at least how I interpreted it. I don't know about you.
0: Listen, it was a hell of a reminder. We got a big boy in between those sticks, baby. Oh my god. Amelia. Tim Melia does Tim Melia things. Yes. While uh, you know, oh I don't want to blast Fontas at all because that man's very good sometimes too. Ooh. Him and Rosero have been the they've been clicking, right? They've been doing okay. But man, when they get beat, like the it speeds an issue. And Melia has to come up big. Yeah. Well, and Rosero, I mean he, he gets himself in trouble at times
2: when he um, He's not great at playing the ball out of the back, I would say, which is a problem because Sporting KC almost exclusively plays the ball out of the back uh, when the goalkeeper gets uh, uh, possession of the ball or when there's goal kicks. There were a couple of a times throughout this game where Rosero and Fontas just made positional errors, silly errors, mental errors, or Rosero... Dribbles himself into our own corner in the 19th minute of the game and and almost gives Minnesota uh, a a chance in the box because he just has to try to clear it and can't clear it. And Minnesota gets possession deep in the attacking third. So, I'm my biggest concern about this team at this point still center backs. I just don't trust them, honestly.
0: True. And, And you know, how I don't what I don't trust is this elite group of Apple TV announcers. Oh, my God, don't. <laughs> Why can't they say a name? They have all week to prepare to, to. oh, my God, to Google it Yeah. and have have that Google lady say, Rothero. <laughs> have that Google lady. Yeah, Google lady. I call her Googs. She could just say, Rothero, and it tells you. But no, Lloyd Sam has to say, Danny Rosales. What the <laughs> F, Lloyd? <laughs> well,
2: and he was also the one, I think, who asked at one point, Uh, the other announcer whose name I'm blanking on mentioned. I think he called it the night what do you say the nicest rivalry in MLS
0: and he said why is that
2: and then yes Lloyd Sam was like why do they call it that and then there was this awkward interchange he's like well we are in the Midwest and then like it just kind of moved on and I was just like oh these somebody's got to prepare these guys better
0: these guys are bad the production value on these things it's so bad picture quality so good yeah but these freaking announcers man game after game they just don't seem prepared. They don't seem like they even know the league. And it's like, what else are you covering? Well, You're I think on this channel. That's the
2: problem that I feel bad about is we've been so used to local broadcasters who knew this team inside and out. Nate Katie, Jacob Peterson, Ali Trost Martin, whoever it was, Carter Augustine, Jake Yadrich, however far back you want to go. They covered Sporting KC. And they knew Sporting KC. Uh, but they also did a good job, I would say, in knowing the storylines and the rosters of the opposing teams that came in. So even if you're not covering on a consistent basis the Colorado Rapids, you know the storylines or whatnot. Yes. Somehow that hasn't translated to the Apple TV commentators.
0: Game day is the exam. All, you have all week to study for the exam. Mm-hmm. You've all week, dude. I don't understand. I'm trying to think what it would be like to be a commentator. How much it's prep? hard. Well, how much prep is it really? I mean, you could you could I mean, prep for the whole week, right? What else you What else you doing? Well, that's the thing is, I mean, I mean, you're you're in
2: production meetings. You're talking to players. Yeah. You should be talking to players. You're talking to coaches. You're trying to learn the storylines. I mean, I heard a podcast one time. Who was it with? Um. Oh, it was God. Why am I blanking his name? The guy who did- effort Mike Breen. My- Nick said that comes down to effort. Mike Breen who does the NBA Finals. Um, he, I heard an interview with him one time, and they asked him, he goes, I spend probably you know, 50 hours in the week preparing for, you know, if I'm doing a primetime game, if, if that's my only game in the week, I'll probably spend 50 hours. He goes, if you're the Finals, I mean, you're just spending weeks leading up to that gathering information. They asked him, they said, how much of the information that you gather and the research that you do and the notes that you take, do you actually end up using on air? And he was like, oh, easily less than 10%. He was yeah. like, but I have so much information that no matter what happens, I can be prepared. And if, a, you know, I have to be ready for if the player who nobody's ever heard of decides to have the game of his life that night and score 30 points, then I can be like, did you know that this guy in his sophomore year of high school did X, Y, Z? and but That's where the top broadcasters are. And I feel like that's what's
0: missing from the Apple broadcast. Yes. But- these guys are, dude, these guys are treating a professional sports game like i treat our podcast i'm just fucking winging it baby i just <laughs> <laughs> i just show up in a bahamian hat and I, i'm here <laughs> i just come on here and we do good things man we talk about what we know but that's kind of what they're doing but no the stage is bigger so the effort needs to be bigger yeah they're they're good broadcasters they're
2: just not getting the and i don't know who if the producers need to help them or or what but our our producer nick he makes sure we get the information we need
0: Nick, gets so, a done, man. Lloyd yeah. Sam, I don't know, man. I don't think I'm a fan. <laughs> um, but
2: but back to the game. Yeah, the, the center backs make me nervous. There were multiple times where they kind of left Tamelea out to dry, who, by the way, should have been in the MLS team of the week.
0: He was not back for there. some reason. Gotti Kinda is when it's like, hold on, we're not talking about that gorgeous pass from Roger Espinosa. <laughs> but Melia was making brick wall type saves, man. Tim Melia had multiple saves that kept this game
2: level at zero zero. That if he was not in goal, Minnesota could have had two or three goals before we even had the chance to score one.
0: Bro, bro, he's on, he's on the ground, he's on the ground over here, <laughs> he's on the ground over here, and the ball comes over here, and you're like, oh boy, this guy's gonna score. But Tim goes, Brow! yeah, and he's he, just there out of nowhere. He
2: was on the ground in the far post, and yeah, they they send the ball across the face of goal, and I think the the Minnesota player this was. After Fontes kind of got put on uh, on skis, um, this was this was later in the game, and a lot of that, by the way, they were really juking us up. <laughs> yeah, and and Tim just is able to somehow get to his feet. Fontes gets nutmegged. Reynoso sends the ball across goal. It's Timu Puki who is their designated player striker, and Team get, uh, Tim gets up, dives across the face of goal, and and somehow keeps it level. The only other save I've seen close to it is the save that uh, um, Roman Berkey had where he was standing on his head and just doing absolutely crazy stuff for St. Louis and diving across the face of goal. But Tim, Tim is the reason, Tim was man of the match for me. Tim is the reason that this game ended with Sporting KC getting a victory.
0: Oh, certainly. 100%. I'm on board with that, man. It's uh oh, And he's the most humble man ever. Ali Trost is always talking to him about his big saves and he's like, well, let's talk about these guys, actually.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> even Peter in the post game, he was asked about Tim's performance. Um, and he goes, Tim was solid, but I also think the guys were defending in front of him. And I was kind of like, where are they? <laughs> because <laughs> I think a couple of the reasons Tim had to make big saves is because they were almost explicitly not defending in front of him.
0: Uh, well, I, don't, I don't know.
2: So,
0: I don't know, Pete.
2: <laughs> um, I, I mean, Jake Davis. He got a little lucky. It was a little bit before the, the Tim save where he,
0: t- he took a ball off the head and it bounced it off over the crossbar. Uh, but look he was I'm in the right position. I'm glad they slowed that down. I'm glad they slowed that down for us because I'm like, what happened here? Cause it doesn't look like it hits anything.
2: I, well, at first, you're right. At first, I thought the Minnesota attacker just skied the ball yeah. straight over the bar. And no, Jake was in the right position, bounced off his head. Um, is those... going right in the goal if it doesn't. Absolutely. This was just one of those games where a couple of calls just happen to fall sporting's way. In the 79th minute, Michael Boxall puts the ball in the back of the net off a set piece.
0: He was just a little bit offside. Just a little bit offside. Sure but so, well. you gotta hand it to the, the refs in this game though. I didn't feel like I didn't feel like it was that bad.
2: No, not at all. I don't think the refs made themselves the story. I know there were a couple of Minnesota fans that I saw online who were a little bit mad that Fontas didn't get a second yellow. Yeah, I don't think the foul that that they were mad about was worthy of a second yellow. Um, I thought the ref did a good job of controlling the game. And, and she warned Fonta. She was like, that's it. No more. But, but especially in a game, I think the commentators even said this, especially in a game of this magnitude with playoff implications, you don't want to end up making yourself the story. And on a controversial, like could be a yellow, but doesn't have to be, end up sending a guy off that potentially ends the season.
0: Do you know how bad it's gotten for Minnesota, man? Imagine being these fans. This team, this Minnesota team, cannot win at home. They they have none looking good. One game in months at all? Dude, why would you ever look forward to going to a (laughs) game if you're (laughs) your fans? Yeah, stadium's great. But you're like, wow, I guess I'll go and see us try to win again and probably lose. Like, I just can't get it done. And that's wild to me. It's it's tough. Um and so, you know, the
2: game it, it's it's kind of winding down, 83rd minute, Roger finds Gadi Keinda. Gotti drives in the box, taps it around a Minnesota defender and then just sends one off his left foot past Dane St. Clair. 84th minute. You figure okay, we have about 7 minutes
0: plus. Did you see a handful him settle of stompers. that ball? Oh Did you god. see him settle that ball with his inner thigh like mm-hmm. while running? Mm-hmm. I was like that, "Oh my god, that's an athletic athletic son of a bitch right there."
2: Well, especially after being injured and missing a a period of time, and he traveled with the
0: Israeli national team, even though he didn't make it into any of the matches. Um, Which is good, because Peter hated him for a minute, (laughs) which I guess they're fine now. Beef squashed. Yeah, Peter said they talked
2: about it. They're fine. Water under the bridge. Um, Gotti, he goes near post with Dane St. Clair, and it kind of grazes off St. Clair. Um, So again, things just happen to fall just in place for, for sporting this time, but... Clearly, Saint Clair was was expecting Gotti to go far post, and he was leaning that way, and and so it was a little bit of a a, a crafty finish from Gotti to to yeah. sneak it inside near it post.
0: It kind of hit off of his the uh, like his his hand his uh, oh, it band list. there or whatever it hit yeah. off his thigh. Yeah, so one zero. Then you're just thinking, okay,
2: don't break my heart, like don't don't Ooh. give up an equalizer in you know at the death or in stock. They time. said
0: I couldn't if I tried. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, and they do hold on. They held on. Sporting gets a 1-0 victory in Minnesota for a hot second. Sporting KC were above the playoff line, and then uh, Portland beat Austin on on Sunday. So Portland technically right now sit one point above Sporting KC in ninth place. Level on games. So level with Portland. The the team that uh, we probably need to be most worried about at this point is FC Dallas. Um, they are level with sporting on points, but they've played two less games than sporting Kansas city. So, uh, the good news for sporting KC is they have a handful of games at home that are still left. Um, Dallas plays, you know, some difficult teams. They have to go on the road against salt Lake on Wednesday. They have to play Columbus. They have to go on the road to Philadelphia. They have to go on the road to Houston. So this is by no means a, a, a give it. They finished the the season on the road against the Los Angeles guy. So, that's the team really I would say I'm most concerned about right now. Um, we have five games left. You five you believe that? Yeah. But Sporting KC, they're in the hunt, man. Again, yeah. we're still here. Five games left in the season after going winless in our first 10 with only three goals scored in that time frame. And we have a chance at the playoffs. And so, it's a six-point home week. It is. Woo. It is. We've got a couple of big games coming up here, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, but first, we're going to hit a break. And when we do, I want to tell you a little bit about DraftKings Sportsbook. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away with an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code KCSN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. With code KCSN, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21+. plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply.
1: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network.
0: Wow, buddy, you're a, a Draft king regular there. Good job. Yeah, there you go. What's your whistle there? <laughs> <laughs> you Got to take a a drink after yeah. reading the the read sometimes. That's a rough one. I, I I am I am upset though that you're not reading those terms and conditions super fast like a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I feel myself speeding up at times. Just being like, you, you know, as you
2: hear they they speed it up, but yeah, I I probably would mess it up. So
0: absolutely, absolutely.
2: <laughs> um. As you mentioned before we took our break, this is kind of a huge week for, for Sporting Kansas City because if you look at the the schedule coming up, Nashville's coming to town Wednesday night and Nashville obviously is a a pretty decent side. They're in the Eastern Conference now as opposed to the Western Conference but um, they're sitting above the playoff line. They, they have a very good defense so, so that's not going to be an easy game and then we host Houston at home on uh, Saturday night. So these are both a couple of teams that are currently sitting in playoff positions that are known not necessarily for their offensive prowess, but for for maybe mucking up the game a little bit and being um, solid defensively. So, uh, starting with Wednesday, I guess, what, what's your feeling on uh, how this game will go with Nashville coming to
0: town? Scary stuff, man. Haven't we only have we only played them one time? No, we played them at least twice because. They are last the year, right? West. yeah, yeah. So, but did we? Okay, yeah, yeah. This, well, you mean? Have we played them twice? No, we haven't played them this year. I know that, no. but it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's a big week, man. And this Nashville game is going to be a very, you know, very big test. Uh, oh, we faced them three times in the past. My yeah. bad. So uh, we're we're two and one and oh against them. Uh, we beat them at Children's Mercy Park uh, in 2020, and they got their revenge, and then we went. And played them at their Geotis. Is that how you say that? Geotis Park? I think so, yeah. And I was at that game, and we beat them there. So when Felipe Hernandez and Graham Zusi scored some goals.
2: Yeah. So this, they're, they're good. They are good. Reigning MVP, Haney Mukhtar, uh Walker. Uh, golden Boot Leader. Golden right? Boot. Or
0: was. Leader. I mean, they they got they got some good players in their team. There's um, Zimmerman. He's kind of a beast back there. I hope we uh, can carve him up a bit. Yeah,
2: they're 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 a very good team and they've been investing a little bit more in their offense because they want to try um you know, increase the chances that they're going to uh be able to score more goals. If you do look on mlssoccer.com Monday morning um, they posted an article written by uh, Game Day Betting Tips staff. They're picking Sporting Kansas City to beat Nashville SC. They're predicting a 2-0 victory um, for for Sporting Kansas City. So this is, uh, you know, this is a big game for both teams. Nashville wants to solidify their spot uh, in the Eastern Conference and, and move um, a few more points clear of the playoff line and not have to play in that play-in game. And Sporting Kansas City are trying to claw into uh, to just get into the playoff picture. So um, this one does make me nervous. The good news is Sporting KC has won, I think, three of their last four at home,
0: and they're unbeaten um, at home in a number of months. Sporting so, won. Hell, they've won three out of their last four since coming out of the Leagues Cup. That's you true. know, so we're, we're, they're, they're primed for this, man. We can, we can pick this up and it'll be our 10th win on the season.
2: Yeah. So that'd be huge. Legit wins. So, you know, this is, um, this is a big, this is a big game for, for sporting Kansas City. So I'm nervous. Um, you know, they're, they're a better team than they were when we've played them before. I mean, Sam Surridge, he's their new striker. He's a designated player. Haney Mukhtar, Walker Zimmerman. This is this is a good team. I do feel like we'll be able to get a result in some way, though. What? Excuse I mean, me. I, Holy crap. I'm I'm just to sneezing up. I tried, to, I tried to hold it out and push through there, but I That's couldn't find it. I, I love a good pre-sneeze <laughs> face. If you're watching on YouTube, you saw my face just distort all sorts of ways.
0: <laughs> looks uh, like it's a brain freeze. <laughs> but are you feeling like we're going to be able to pull out a victory here on Wednesday night? Hey, that's tough, man. These midweek games, I, I can't confidently say that at all. Um, it's it's midweek games for everybody. I mm-hmm. think a lot of teams are playing this this time. So Just about every team is playing on Wednesday night. However, we're not traveling this week. We so are not. We get to stay home for both of these games. Um It'd be nice, man. Like Gotti Kinda could maybe play a more pivotal role because he came on as a substitute last game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Our, our back line scares me all the time. That's
2: it's the part so that scary. just yeah. You never know. You never know which version of the back line is going to show up. So
0: you might get Jake Davis cutting up fools on the wing, or you might get him getting beasted in Miami with a header over his over his back.
2: Yeah. So it, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to see. What we do against, um, against Nashville.
0: Do you know we're I, perfect at home with this back line though? Are we really? We are perfect at home. Five and O and O with Logan and Den Rosero, Fontas, and Jake Davis. Okay. Well. That's wild stat, dude. That's pretty nuts. I, I did not know that. No. Yeah. Uh, three goals conceded in those five matches. So that's 0.6 per game. I mean, if if you if I'll say this, if Sporting
2: concede one or fewer goals on on Wednesday, I think Sporting wins.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it also goes to the, the center back pairing of Fontas and Rosero. Man, I mm-hmm. think they're they're six and zero oh and one. Yeah, when they when they play together. I mean, in, in MLS Wait, what's play, the tie. What's the one at the end? Is that a loss or a tie? I think it's win, loss, draw. Win, loss, draw. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha.
2: Nashville have not scored more than one goal in MLS play since um early July. Their first game in July, they beat DC United 2-0. But um since then, they've only, you know, in, in MLS games, zero goals, zero goals, one goal, zero goals, zero goals, one goal. So they're they're not scoring a lot. Leagues Cup, they uh they they put up five on Minnesota, they put a couple on Monterey, they put a couple on America, but in uh, in MLS play since July, Nashville has not been able to score. So that's what I'm saying I think Sporting the form that Alan Polito's in, the form that Gadi Kinda's in, Eric Tommy, yeah, if they can put you know, up scoring, put up two or more goals on Wednesday night, and I think Sporting come out of there with a victory.
0: Here's another wild stat for you: Jake Davis has the longest active starting streak on the team. He started last yeah, 18 games. Nuts yes he's he is the stalwart on this team right now who's who's starting Jake Davis that's all you need to know that's pretty wild yeah
2: um, Houston on the other hand they're playing at home Wednesday night they do not travel they're playing Vancouver so they'll probably um, be a little bit more rested on Saturday since they're not playing back-to-back road games Vancouver is not um, you know the, the best team so uh, it's, it's not a huge challenge for Houston, but you never know what's gonna happen in, in midweek games. Uh, well, excuse me, I was wrong for I was getting Vancouver mixed up um, with uh, Minnesota in the standings for some reason. Vancouver's in fourth place currently in the West. So Vancouver is actually a pretty decent team. Um, so Houston's gonna be uh, challenged in the midweek game a little bit more than I was initially thinking. So um, Houston's fighting for that home playoff spot. Vancouver's in fourth right now, Houston's in fifth. We're fighting just for a playoff spot, so that's going to be a hard-fought game. Houston's always kind of a tough game, especially on the road, but I feel a little bit more confidence hosting Houston at home than I would be if we had to go on the road to uh, BBVA Compass Stadium.
0: Oh, 100%, man. 100%. Um, I'm always a little more comfortable at home in general, especially against a team like Houston.
2: Yeah, so I mean, if Sporting can come out of this week winning both games at home, that would push them from 35 points up to 41 points. I would feel pretty confident that they would be above the playoff line after that point. So, we'll see. I mean, like I said, Dallas is hovering around there. Portland's hovering around there. Minnesota's hovering around there. It all really just depends on the results that they have as well. If everybody holds Pat, then you know it is what it is, but
0: you got to come out like dogs, dude. Because if you don't take these two home games, you only have one more home game, and that's on Decision Day, mm-hmm. mid October. Uh, you got to get both these games. You got to get both Ws. A hundred
2: percent. Because Portland, they have San Jose and Colorado. That is not exactly on Wednesday and Saturday. That's not exactly you know the most challenging of uh, games they've had in a two-game stretch. Minnesota, they have to host uh, St. Louis and then San Jose, so maybe a little bit more of a challenge for them. Um, but you know, there's a few teams just bunched all all up around Sporting Kansas City right now. So six points this week would be absolutely huge at minimum. At minimum, you need four points, but you really these are two home games. You can't afford to drop points at home at this point.
0: Absolutely not. I I am uh I'm so I'm so sick of this roller coaster that is this season. I'm tired of feeling like, oh, we're done. Everything's over. You know, world is the world's burning. Yeah. And then it's like, whoa, we got a freaking chance up in here. And then it's like, ah, you let us down again. It's like, nope, oh, we're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this any longer. I just need them to lock it up this week, six mm-hmm. humongous points.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It would be huge if they can do it. If they could pull it off, it'd be great. So hopefully that's what we see from Sporting Kansas City this week. I think they can do it. Um, it will take a lot. You need Alan Polito to be in top form. You need Kinda to to be in top form. These are two um, relatively good defensive teams that they're coming up to play, Uh, so um, they're not going to be able to rely on on Tim standing on his head again. I I don't think that's a fair position to put him in, so the defense needs to definitely play a little better than they were before, and Sporting's going to probably dominate possession in both games. It's just a matter of getting quality shots off. So,
0: Yeah, I mean, I kind of... I kind of thought that was going to be Minnesota's game for a bit. You know, I thought Minnesota was going to let us have all the possession. Yeah. Um, That wasn't exactly the case, really.
2: No. So, well, I think that's all the sporting news to talk about
0: this week. Um, Hey, did USC win this past weekend? We didn't play. Okay. So, hey, this was a hell of a week for sports teams, baby. You're talking the Chiefs got it done. Kansas Jayhawks got it done. Sporting, (laughs) Casey Current. I, how Colorado I Buffaloes do. shit you, we in on that train are we <laughs> <laughs> I do, they, I mean, uh,
2: they gotta play Oregon and USC in the next couple of weeks so we're,
0: everybody's about to be off that train real soon here's a fun thing people should consider doing this weekend because I'm gonna do it go to the KU game 2.30 and keep on driving to the sporting game later that night it's gonna be a hell of a day it will be fun yeah, yeah. KU looks good um, outside of
2: sporting news uh, people in Atlanta were were very disappointed because Lionel Messi or Jordi Alba did not play. Um, there was speculation but they, they that were said, back, right? They were back, but they they said that it was basically load management, uh, which, um, giving them a rest. Uh, and then Tata Martino has maybe and uh, uh, Tata Martino has has even insinuated that um, there may be a couple other games that they rest because um, they're prioritizing U.S. Open Cup. So. We'll see. It just so happened that this was the first game that Messi would have played on turf. So they claim it has nothing to do with turf, but who knows? Yeah. There was speculation about whether he'd want to play on turf or not. Well, but... you can't
0: say they can't win without him because they did. They beat us. Yeah. But Atlanta came in and just smacked the crap out of him.
2: Yeah. And uh, I think it was probably penance for the the pizza that Lionel Messi put up on his Instagram. I don't know if you saw that. I haven't. It, Tell oh me. Oh, my God. It looked... Now to be fair, it's an Argentinian style pizza, apparently, which I don't know much about, but it it was just covered with slices of raw tomato over the entire top of the pizza. and then it just had like green olives all over it. It was the weirdest looking pizza I've ever seen. And I like kinda, that doesn't sound bad. He kind of got roasted for it. I mean, I know tomatoes and olives? I, I'm not I don't want raw tomatoes literally covering the entire top of my pizza. I'll have I to don't look this up. I don't, don't like olives. The top. but uh, speaking of Atlanta, This is tangentially Kansas City related. Um, U.S. Soccer announced it is going to build a national training center in or near Atlanta, Georgia. And they said that this is going to be the organization's new headquarters, and that it is also going to be a place to develop coaching and uh, coaches and referees. So the first thing I thought was, oh, that's weird. We had just built a national training and coaching development center in Kansas City not that long ago. That was supposed to be sort of a a pipeline to better coach and and referee development. And I guess that, I I know Atlanta is a hub airport. Maybe it's a little easier to get in and out of, but it felt a little bit of a slap in the face because they also called, they said that this is going to be the capital of soccer in this nation. Was a quote from uh, the announcement. So I don't know. It just it just felt um,
0: better. Be careful. We we like some see- we like our cease and desist around here.
2: Yeah, that was what the Atlanta mayor Andre Dickens said. This is big, y'all, and we in Atlanta are very excited. Atlanta is a sports city. We are a soccer city, and now we are the capital of
0: soccer in this nation. Right, but we're never gonna forget how bad your Falcons are. Okay, that's <laughs> <laughs> not you know. Let's get around the last time a mayor throws through some shade. And went ahead and called it Burrowhead oh, Didn't well, go. Didn't go so well for them, did it? That's true. But it did. It, I mean, it is interesting that it seems like U.S. suckers moving
2: their entire operation out of Chicago. Yeah, They're moving to Atlanta. So this, you know, that's kind of a, a a big shift for the federation. Yeah. But apparently, Atlanta is going to be where it is now, and that's where uh, all of the training and and camps and and whatnot are probably going to be held. So, cool. We'll get catch them. Um, I think that's about all the news I have this week. You got anything
0: else you want to talk about? You know, quick news. Um, Kansas City's airport is pretty sick. Bro. It's, uh, was that your first time you going fun. through it? No, I've been, it's been a couple times now. Um, but the Miami airport, lame, totally yeah. awful. You did Miami, um, not Fort Lauderdale? Well, I did Fort Lauderdale first, then we did Miami coming home. Yeah. So it was kind of a one-way situation, but... And we stopped in Houston on the way home and that was not great. Um oh, terrible. No one no one gives a shit about vegans, by the way. I I d I don't feel I don't feel recognized. I don't feel taken care of. Kansas City, they got a couple of vegan options. Hell yes they do. And that feels good. Um the cruise did as well, by the way. You know, you can just the cruise ship, dude. You just go up the there's a taco bar over there. You want you want to go make some burritos, you go get some nachos, whatever. You want a slice of pizza over here, you can get whatever you want. now i was a good boy by the way i didn't overeat i did pretty good i could have gotten drunk off food but you could get whatever the hell you want anytime you wanted it
2: well i'm glad you had a good time i'm glad you came back with the hat uh it does appear as if the sea has changed you so the sea's
0: changed me man you know you lose track of time out there that they got to put the day of the week in the elevator that's funny i didn't think about that yeah like you don't really uh I don't know, you're not really in tune with the news because you're always kind of doing something else. Yeah, that makes sense. So, you get on the elevator, it would just say Wednesday. I'm like, that's helpful. Okay, (laughs) cool. Yeah.
2: Well, thank you all so much for listening. Glad to be back with Dan. Glad to be back for a victory pod. Here's hoping we'll be back next week with a double victory pod, and we'll be talking playoffs for Sporting Kansas City heading into the final few games of the season. Uh, But until then, make sure you leave your five-star rating and review for us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NoOtherPod, Pod at Dan at JCMAC03. Shoot us an email, nootherpod at gmail.com. Check us out on YouTube, KCSN Soccer, or on the KCSN app. And until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch
1: y'all later. See ya. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard.